Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Good morning. There's no rain outside. Jay Binkley with producer Grant Nicholson. Big Sunday rolling along. Weird deal, man. It was some sort of like streak. Nine days in a row. It's like second in Keene City history for rain. Not a lot today, even though this would be a good, well, yeah, I wouldn't say that because there's a lot of stuff going on today, man. There's a lot of sports happening today. We have Formula One on that Grant likes. NASCAR's at the Circuit of the Americas, the Grand Prix of Texas. They've never done that course. It's the F1 course here in the U.S. The PGA Championship. We have Mickelson and Kepkin, the final pairing. Get this, Grant. No two have been in the final pairing in the last 40 years that each have four majors apiece. Some big dogs, man. Phil Mickelson could become the oldest to win a major. Right now, it's since of 48. I'll be honest with you. I almost crawled on my, under my desk when I saw that stat. I'm 48. Yet that's the oldest You're person. too old to win a major now. Which is a joke. 48 is... Tom Brady is proving the 40s are different, man. Well, plenty of people have competed at over 48. They just oh. haven't won. I'll never forget 2009. <laughs> The closest we almost saw a 59-year-old win a major. Kansas City's very own Tom Watson. Turnberry. Scott, remember that? You were probably really young. I was 13, maybe? But Kansas City's own for, for a long time. And what's funny is, like, when people are talking about great sports and Mount Rushmore's, which I don't like to do, but Kansas City Mount Rushmore's, you always hear Brett and all these names, and, of course, Lynn Dawson was. Now it's Mahomes. You'd put him up there. And uh, Andy Reid, but Tom Watson, like he always deserved his place there. He was Kansas City's third pro team. So it's he almost won it at 59. He went to a four playoff hole deal. So we almost pulled it off. I'll never forget that tournament, the Open. But Phil Mickelson will get into that in just a second. But it's also the Kansas City Royals. Casey Mize. And what's interesting about this, Casey Mize goes for the Tigers. We've seen him before from Auburn. He was the number one overall pick in 2018. Chris Bubich, the number 40 overall pick in 2018. Now, he's been good 3-3 three and three with the 369. Chris Bubich <laughs> doesn't have a record yet. He's got a .96 ERA. 
because he was a reliever mostly, and this is his second start this year. Although, last season, Bubich finished the year in, in, in September, which again, I've said, September numbers last year are different than September numbers of the past. Because usually, in regular years, September numbers, yeah, some teams are going for it and some teams are tanking it. Some teams are calling up players, September call-ups, and you don't get a true barometer of a player. But his last five starts last year was different because there's only two months of baseball, and that was one of them, and he expanded the playoff. Get this, 5-0, and or no, no, it's not 5-0, not and but his last five starts of 2020, ERA 296 in 27 and a third. It's like he's picking up where he left off. Like, it's no mystery what he's doing. Like, one of the mysteries was how good this rotation was that you thought at the beginning of the season that Bubich wasn't in it. Versus Milwaukee's last start, six innings, one hit, no earned runs. Then he picked up a couple of Daniel Lynch starts where he came in when, when Lynch struggled. Five innings, three hits, no earned runs against Detroit. Five and two-thirds, no earned runs against the White Sox. Last 17 and two-thirds innings, scoreless for Chris Bubich. Tied for second longest active streak in Major League Baseball. He's pitched 12 and two-thirds scoreless innings at Kauffman Stadium, limiting hitters to .77. Three for 39 hitters at Kauffman Stadium against Chris Bubich. Now, what am I saying is none of this matters. He could get rocked today for 10 runs. I don't know. Because they always say, it's a theme of the show, what Denny Matthews said a few years ago on the drive. Expect the unexpected. This should be a nice, you know, battle of the 2018 draft class. We have Josh Vernier coming up at 11. Want to get his opinion of Chris Bubich where he fits in. Now, obviously, the velocity is not like a Daniel Lynch. I told you if I could build the perfect pitcher, it'd be that velocity of Daniel Lynch. Brady Singer's just makeup, game composition, the way he stares down everything, just the attitude, and Chris Bubich's accuracy. It's unbelievable. Alec Lewis put it out. He's from The Athletic, and he did the work here on the pitching staff. And the reason I thought of this, because Jackson Coar, who was selected by the Royals, like Daniel Lynch was, has comp picks after the first round that year. Because they didn't trade Kane, they didn't trade Osmer, they picked up Lynch and Coar. Coar last night, six innings, four hits, one earned, one walk, ten strikeouts. This cat's getting ready to be here, man. This cat's getting ready to be here. He's got around a 1.10 ERA. Would have actually would have dropped to last night. Um, one two five ERA. And he's 4-0 now. But Alec Lewis said, here's the 2018 pitchers the uh, Royals picked up that year. Uh, props to Alec on this. Brady Singer, 3.96 ERA. Chris Bubich, 0.96 ERA. Jackson Coar, 1.15 in Omaha. It's 1.25 now. Jonathan Bolin, a guy I really like that came out of Memphis. Double A, 1.65 ERA. John Heasley, double A, 1.93 Josh Dye, double A, 1.13. Zach Hake, high A, that's Quad Cities, 1.69 ERA. This could go down 
Well, it, 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 there's no could go down about it. This was Dayton Moore's best draft class. We also saw guys like Kyle Isbell in there. He got his cup of coffee at the beginning of the year. The Royals, he's hitting 242 in Omaha, hasn't really shined in Omaha at this point. But all sorts of pitching talent for this team. And the one thing was, can the Royals develop pitching? That's been the only thing. And I've always said, they can, but you haven't got to see all of it yet. Again, the Royals got rid of five pitchers, trading for Cueto and Zobrist in 2015. Not really Shamanaya is the class of that group, but he was drafted by the Royals. Yordano Ventura was developed by the Royals. We, we have no idea how good he was going to come. Yordano Ventura was getting ready to blow up, man. He was getting ready to blow up. Of course, Danny Duffy, been in the system. Brad Keller was a Rule 5 guy that he never pitched, hired in A before the Royals got him. But they're doing a better job developing these guys. And Brad Keller, I think, is going to turn things around. He's already started to show that. But Brady Singer and what he goes out there and does. And Chris Bubich today. Like, there is real hope and optimism for this pitching staff in the future. Because a couple of guys in this rotation, they're not here yet. Jackson Coar, Brady Singer's teammate of Florida, be here soon. Again, 10 strikeouts last night. A 1-2-5 ERA, 4-0 in Omaha. Bowen, who was part of that draft class as well, pitched at the alternative site last year in double-A. They'll get here. You get that pitching staff. Your hitters, they'll start coming around. But I just like to see, and Chris Bubich starts. For some reason, I just like that kid pitching. He just, he reminds me kind of like Brady Singer. Like Brady Singer's attitude I like because he just, he's all business, man. He just takes care of business. Bubich is like that, too. Like, I don't think people realize how good Bubich has been this year. He just doesn't give up hits. What, five hits he's given up in the last three starts? Or last three appearances? And a couple of those times he came in when the team was getting rocked, but he, but he shut it down. You know, he stopped the gap. He put the duct tape on the, uh, the flex seal on the gap, slowing it down. The Royals have won five of the last eight games now. Um, this is the this is only the third rubber match of the year. Third rubber match of the year. Because I know a lot of people are upset the Royals didn't beat the Tigers. Because everybody's saying the series is big, right? You got to beat Detroit. Because it was embarrassing getting swept by Detroit in the middle of that streak. They beat the Angels 6-1 to back on April 14th. They lost to the Twins in the rubber match. And then today. Last year, KC went 1-5 in series-deciding games. So you can say this game is an important game. It's not the end-all, be-all. The team sits just a couple of games under 500. I think we're getting a pretty good, clear picture of who the Royals are. And again, you know, they're doing this stuff with, like, Kelvin Gutierrez, who's playing well in the lineup. Andrew Benatendi has been a nice pickup. He's been hitting well. Benatendi, I told Grant the stat, Benatendi... His last 17 hits have all been singles. Dude hasn't had an extra base hit since May 5th, but you don't notice that because he's hitting the ball. He's playing well. He's driving guys in. Keep the line moving. Who cares? He is, but he's been a nice addition. Carlos Santana's been a nice addition. Those have been great additions, to be honest with you, because they've had a lot of injuries. You know, Hunter Dozier got that rehab start in Omaha last night. Mondi's up there. Kyle Isbell's up there. Ryan McBroom's up there. 
It's like a mini Royals roster up in um, Omaha right now for the Royals. But today's game against the Tigers, you beat the two out of three of the Tigers, if you can start inching closer to that 500 mark, because I thought the Royals were going to be around 500 this year, and they're dangerously close. 21 and 23 now. They'd be 22 and 22 if that play at the plate against the White Sox last weekend went the way of the Royals, which it didn't, which you got to let those things go. But that's how close this team is to a 500 team. Cleveland's 24-19, but for Mill Reyes. You look at that lineup, that was one of the big cogs, that lineup. Not going to be there. Chicago White Sox, <laughs> good team. Yes, they've dealt with injuries, but they've got a bunch of players that are the opposite side of what the manager thinks baseball should be. Let's go to Dan and KCK. What's up, Dan? Yeah, good morning, Bing. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I like two things to say. I just want to help last night, but the Rawls hung on pretty good. I like to talk on the... TV. I went on there uh, Sunday. I saw Wayne Larrabee. He used to announce the Chiefs games here from 78 to 84. He's saying that Aaron Rodgers will be coming back, but I'm not so sure about that. And I want to like talk to you about the Chiefs schedule. I think, yeah, the first five weeks, the Chiefs could get past that. Then uh, it's all great from there because they got the Washington, Tennessee, and the Giants. So what do you think? They're, you know, f***ing mink. Dan, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs' first five weeks. You know, we said it's the most important, you know, five weeks. It'll set a statement. In the NFL. I mean, you're starting off against the Browns. And we'll get to the Browns later. People are sleeping on this team. This defense is going to be a top 10 defense. It could even be a top five defense, to be quite honest with you. Then the Ravens. People are starting to talk up the Ravens a little bit. Because they're wide receivers, obviously. Tylen Wallace, Rashad Bateman in the draft. You know, they're in consideration for Julio Jones, even though he says he's interested in the Patriots, which is... Nothing we need to see. I mean, the Patriots have done all this work, but the quarterback still remains the big thing. Is Mac Jones going to be a rookie? To be able to, no. They're going to rely on Cam Newton. At this point, Cam Newton's got a ton of other interest. You know, Cam Newton's been a great player, but is he a great player now? That team, that roster's doing great. I mean, Belichick did a great job with that roster, but I'm with you on that, Dan. But, uh, but regardless, Chris Bubich... Do you think he's the most under-talked-about guy from 2018? Just a guy that this guy's going out there and doing If this guy's name was Daniel Lynch, we'd all be talking about him. Or if his name is Jackson Coar, we'd all be talking about him more. It just seems like Chris Bubich kind of goes under the radar. Uh, sometimes when you get those like middle relief innings, I think it's kind of tough for people to focus in on you. But he, just be, kinda, but he was just awesome. doing yeoman's work. I know it's great, but... Last year he finished out flashy. awesome. Huh? I said it's just not as flashy when you do those middle... Middle relief innings is all. No, I'm not saying Bubich is ever going to be a top of the rotation guy. The velocity would say he probably wouldn't, but I'll be honest with you. The dude's been unhandable. You know, people say, who's, who's going to be the next Royal to throw a no-hitter? Because we've seen six no-hitters in Major League Baseball this year. I'd put my money on Singer. But I wouldn't sleep on Bubich either. I just wouldn't, man. The way this guy's dealing, how hard it is, .33 ERA or up. Batting average against the Kauffman Stadium. You could see it. Not calling for that today, but. You don't want to put your money where your mouth is? Don't want to call no, it for today? No, because it's baseball, man. Never know what can happen. Weird stuff. Hey, Royals going to 11-game Lits team. It's better than 11-game losing streak. I mean, look how they're winning games. 
Guys like Haynes and Alberto, Cam Gallagher, Kelvin Gutierrez. It's not the lineup you thought he had at the beginning of the season. You thought, well, when Dozier got that money, the Dozier's going to return to that form he had a couple of years ago, that Mondi would be in this lineup, and he's in Omaha right now on the rehab. But the lineup is not like you expected it to be. I mean, imagine a full lineup with Mondi hitting well with Santana mixed there. If Solaire turned around a little bit and started like being Jorge Solaire, which we know he's capable of being, you know, what could this team do? That's the question. But I, I just think there's some exciting things. Chris Bubich is one of those guys to me. It's really exciting. Coming up next, a major event in sports today that has a lot of meaning, and it brings me back to a guy from Kansas City in 2009. We'll discuss it next. Big Sunday. Welcome back to Big Sunday. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson producing the operation. The Royals lineup is out. Witt leads off. Carlos Santana, bit attending. Gets the three-hole today. Speaking of Benny, bidding the Jets. Salvador Perez fourth, Kelvin Gutierrez fifth, then Ryan O'Hearn, Jorge Soler. Jorge Soler is taking that free fall down to seven at this point, followed by Michael Taylor and Nicky Lopez. Josh Vernier in the On Deck Show comes your direction at noon today. We talked to Vern at 11. He's talking to Mike Matheny right now about these Kansas City Royals. Winners of five of their last eight games. Bubich versus Casey Mines. That 2018 draft class clash, which we've seen this before, Singer, Mines, which is interesting because Mines in the SEC at Auburn, Singer, SEC at Florida. But Bubich is Stanford guy, so it's doesn't fit, but it fits in with the 2018 draft class. It messes up your SEC narrative. You got shoehorned the SEC into every you know single what? show. Have you seen what Dayton Moore's kids doing at Arkansas, Robert? <laughs> killing it. Doing a good job. Yeah. Number one, Arkansas, killing it. Again, there's an SEC flair. Even Dayton sends his own kid to the SEC. You got Mike Miners from the SEC, Coar, Singer, Witt, Ben Attendee. There's a certain flair with the SEC with the Royals. And you're not going to admit it, but I'm going to keep banging this drum. I mean, I don't know if I ever would admit it or not admit it. It's just funny that you always go back to the SEC. Uh, we're, what, 98 days from college football or 99 days from college football? I have no idea. Uh, we are. It's, okay. <laughs> um, you got it down to the second, huh? I'm not asking you to count them. I'm just saying that's – we were at 100 days a couple days ago. They, they can say 99 now. We get the PGA Championship going on. The NBA playoffs have been going on. The NHL playoffs have been a lot of fun, except the St. Louis Blues that are like watching. Not so well. A chance to be swept today for the Blues. You got the Kansas City Royals in action. You got a lot of stuff today. NASCAR down at the uh, Grand Prix of Texas. It's the uh, Circuit of the Americas. First time they've run there. It's where the F1s run. And they'll run there later this year. Secret, this is the race I think you would enjoy. For NASCAR, like this is the one, because you like F1s. I know you like F1s. Yeah, yeah, I'm in on F1 for sure. I've seen the Circuit of the Americas before. But today's a bad day. I'm busy all afternoon. I can't, I might be able to find 30 minutes to watch the race. You know what? I'm, I am a little bit too. Okay. Get the DVR rocking. Okay. Got a graduation today. Okay. Big news. My kid's graduating. It's a big deal. Congratulations. Yeah. Nice job. From college, right? High school. No, this one's from high school. Okay. It's the youngest one. 
So it's all done. So you're, you're I'm done. You can wipe off the hands. You're clean. Free and clear. You know, my 18 years, you know, this is what you do, man. They're in diapers. You wait for the day when they walk down the aisle. You're like, yes. Yes. But then you get college. So there's other stuff to worry about. But this is a great step in the right direction. She went to Park Hill. But they're doing it at uh, Sporting. So it will be at Sporting cool. later to see a graduation. I'm sure Sporting is glad that the rain kind of halted because I'm sure they didn't want 500 or so kids sitting on their grass. Yeah, probably not. But regardless, it's a great place to have it. You know? Sure. Yeah. Have it outdoors. Pretty easy to distance. I just hope everybody keeps their speeches short. Like, I'm not a big fan of the long speech. Are you? No way, dude. Especially not at a graduation. I My, want those things over 45 minutes. But any, anywhere you go where there's speeches, best men speeches at weddings or just speeches, the best speeches are the ones that are real short. Like, those are the best ones. Not the person that keeps rambling, the person that just gets the point out, done. And let's move on. But the PGA Championship today is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be, now you may not like golf. Because Tiger's not in it. If Tiger's not in it, a lot of people don't watch. I get that. But Phil Mickelson, who's been playing, he's, he splits his season. He's half on the PGA Tour, half on the senior. It's hard to think of him on the senior because he plays. He turns 51 next month. But he's been playing on that one a couple of times last year. But a dude that's 50, and I get it. 50 doesn't seem that, especially golf, because golfers just, are good all the time until they're finally done at around 70 or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying casual golfers. But he's 50, could be the oldest. 48 is the record right now. But I think the cool thing about this is, because this, if you like competition and you like seeing people mix it up and have pressure on them, having two players with four-plus majors, Kepka's got four, at 31, which is insane. Mickelson, who they once said could never win the big one, has five. But Kepka dominates the PGA. If he wins today, it'll be three of the last four that he's won. Mickelson, those five majors, six second-place finishes at the U.S. Open, but he hasn't won a major since the British Open in 2013. But it reminds me, like, 2009, Tom Watson, that was fun, man. I think we forget how much fun that was. Him battling Stuart Sink. Looked like he was going to take that, uh, take the win and get the lead of what it was, 17th. But then he's going to a forward playoff deal. If Kepka, only Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas have won five majors at a younger age in the modern era. That's considered since 1934. But when you have two guys... Yeah, it's always fun to see the guy chasing the first time, get the first major, and how bad they want it. But when you get two guys with nine majors battling it out, and who knows, maybe they neither one of them will win this, but I imagine it'll be one of the two that end up winning this event. But uh, Phil and Kepka minus seven and minus six today. But that's this is fun, man. Just like the whole Tom Watson at 59. Like, golf's one of those sports – you would think, just being accurate, but driving distance does matter. That's why you see a lot of guys when they hit 50 years old, they're not 
because guys now, golf is different now, but I can't believe it never happened, you know, in the 70s or 80s or something, seeing an older golfer. Because now these golfers are all jacked up. You remember seeing highlights, Grant, of old golf tournaments, and it was like watching football. Nobody was jacked up and juiced up. These golfers now are all jacked up. They're all bench pressing. They're all lifting weights. Bryson DeChambeau looks like he could be a middle linebacker sometimes. Yeah, and he transformed his body, and he's longest driving distance on the uh, big dude, the tour. But you would think there's something for accuracy, pinpointed. But Phil can Phil can drill it too. It was cool. There was some video. Phil was out there on the course. He was talking to a kid. What should I use here? You know, it's casual. Phil Mickelson's also the guy that'll go drop a hundred to a group of fans to go buy him something to drink if they're hot. Like, that's the kind of crap he does. Like, that's why I like Phil Mickelson, because he's always willing to do the fun stuff. He didn't take it too seriously. But he wants to beat you, don't get me wrong. But he was the guy that Tiger Woods wanted to surpass, because they're both from Cali, and Tiger Woods won the pass Phil. But I think it makes it so much more interesting when a guy like Phil at his age is still in this. Now, can he keep it up? We'll see. But there was something out there where he, um, where you think about uh, what he's done. Um, He's one of six players since 1900 to lead a round at a major in four different decades. You talk about George Brett batting champion three different decades, four different decades. Tom Watson's on that list. Phil Mickelson's on the list. Can you imagine four decades? And I got to thinking, Phil Mickelson's been doing this for, how, how can he do this for four decades? He's only 50. How does it happen? You realize how t- fast time is flying, don't you? How the decades are turning? He can join Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson, Gary Player, Raymond Floyd, Sam Snead. Four different decades. You got to think, though, 90s? You had the 2000s till 2010, then 11 till 20. And now we're at the beginning of a new decade. So it can't be done. That's how it's done. But four different decades, bro. It's a lot of it's a lot of golf. It's a lot of time to be at the peak of your powers. All right. It's one question I like asking you because you're a younger generation. We already know your thoughts on racing, trying to get to that point. Is there any interest of you? Well, you said you're gonna be busy today, but if you weren't, or maybe you'll check on your phone. Will you check golf scores to see what Phil's doing? Does it interest you at all, the storyline of Phil Mickelson today? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, the storyline definitely interests me. And uh, don't call him old. <laughs> I uh, I don't watch a ton of golf, but I am interested. Phil's like one of the one holdovers from when I was a kid where it's like Tiger and Phil. Like, that was always a big deal, right? So, But this, to me, this tournament, this is why we like sports. Even if you aren't a huge golf fan, it's like it's like boxing, like big boxing yeah, events or sure. MMA, UFC. Yeah. You know, there people that are watching those. Hey, those hardcore UFC fans, the hardcore boxing fans. I mean, I used to be a big fan of the, or still am, the heavyweight boxing match. I like to watch them. But do you watch it consistently? Do you like bo- watch boxing? You know, whenever it's on ESPN or whatever, do you watch boxing all the time? Do you watch the, you know, the guys growing up through the system, or do you just? Like the big events, and maybe not the big events, but just ones you're interested in. Like maybe you want to see Tyson Fury and Wilder go at it again for a third time, which they're going to. But oh, this, boxing? 
But this, to me, brings in people that don't watch golf. Yeah, I think it would, too, for sure. I mean, Phil's the biggest name other than Tiger, right, over the last 20 years? I mean, I... Yeah, but there's there's other guys like Kepka. Yeah, there's I mean, other guys that are big. Dustin like, Johnson. I mean, if you just ask people in the street to name three golfers, they'd say Tiger. Phil's one of them. Yeah. Phil's one of them. I don't know who the three would be, though. It'd be Tiger, Phil, and somebody else, wouldn't it? Tiger, Phil, DJ, maybe? JT? Um, I think Kepka's got a good chance, too, to be on that list, honestly. I feel like a lot of people know Fowler, even though he doesn't win majors. Just, just a non-golf fan named three golfers. Phil would definitely be one of them. Tiger, definitely one of them. And Tiger would be mentioned more than anybody. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Tiger would be the, the massive one. Would somebody dumb like John Daly, would people still remember him? You know what? Man, yeah, yeah people remember John Daly. Yeah, I think they would too. <laughs> You know, it was my first ever Twitter follow a long time ago. It was John Daly. Seriously? Oh, I was a huge John Daly. Yeah. No way. Why? Because <laughs> he was fun, man. He was like the average guy going out there, hacking away. Physical fitness was not his thing. I'll never forget this video from like 12 years ago or something. He's down at his golf course, Murder Rock in Springfield. That's the name of it. And a TV crew was out there talking about his course. John was there as the interviewer, or the interviewee. No shirt on, had his cap on. I don't even think he had shoes on, and he was showing him the course by driving. Not even wearing a shirt. And that old belly was breathing, baby. But that's John Daly. He was a guy who used to put a cigarette out on like a Diet Coke can and crush a golf ball 300 yards from it. But he always showed up those Tom Watson things to raise money for Children's Mercy and stuff, John Daly was. But to me, this is sports, and hopefully we're treated to Phil and Kepka going back and back. And so the 18th, you get it. Now, I get it. Kepka's fun. But I want Phil to win this one. I want Phil to win this tournament. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. I think that's probably what I'm rooting for, We've too. got to have an oldest guy in this profession win something over 50. And he's barely there. Like, this is best chance to do it. Sure, he can still do it at 55. But this is best chance because he's at that cusp of when the senior tour is. This is the best chance for him to get it done. But there's a lot of guys Close by. At two strokes on third place, three strokes on fourth place. Yeah, it's it's, it's, not, it's pretty tight. It's pretty tight. 913 says Rory. Rory McIlroy be on the list. That's not a bad shout. You know, you're probably right. Spieth? One of those two well, guys, maybe? Jordan Spieth was, but he, he did win earlier a couple weeks ago. He, he won a tournament. Over the last five years, he's probably one of the top five famous If Jordan Spieth went out and won another major, I think... He was so, so good at a young age, winning the Masters and all this. Did he taper off a little bit? But, yeah, he he would be up there. I don't know if he's household. But Roy, for sure. Roy, it's not like the days, though, back in the 80s where you knew all their names. But, anyway, I digress. Coming up next, an update on Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs minicamp gets started this week. We'll discuss that next. Big Sunday. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? 
powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. That's right, Brad Keller Show, 9.35, Tuesday mornings, Festival in the morning. But Merrifield tomorrow, with Merrifield Show, 11 a.m., with Cody and Goals. Plus, you got Denny Matthews tomorrow, Vern, tomorrow at 7.45. We'll hear from Vern in about 21 minutes. Is, is there one player in Kansas City, because we have Patrick Mahomes Show, he's on with the drive. It's not called the Patrick Mahomes Show, but it's Patrick Mahomes Show every week during the season with CDOT. Is there one guy you'd want to hear from? Like Kansas City sports figure, and you go, this dude needs a show. Uh, it could be anybody. We obviously with Keller and Witter off the table. It might be Tyreek Hill. I'd be good. Just because I want, I want to hear good. what Tyreek Hill thinks about kind of everything. Yeah, because everybody's comparing him to something. Like last week was Randy Moss, the I, deep threat. Well, I just feel like all his interviews are just—he's always got a—he's a funny guy. You know? No, he is a funny guy. But the thing too is, like with McCole Hardman going out there running a four-two-two. In Bounty's 40-yard dash deal with Devin White and Justin Jefferson, Henry Ruggs. I don't know about that thing, man. It was weird because they were all different places, different people timing him. Henry Ruggs ran just about what he did at the Combine. He ran a 4-2-6 here, ran a 4-2-7 at the Combine. But Cole Hardman went from a 4-3-3 to 4-2-2. And I've seen video of him racing Tyreek Hill, and it wasn't pretty. Tyreek smoked him. 4-2-2, that's the fastest, that'll be the fastest combine time in history. John Ross had a 4-2-2, Chris Johnson had a 4-2-4. I'm just saying, man, if you're going to do races, first of all, you all race together. Just line them up next to each other. Same yeah. field, yeah. same whatever, same timer. We don't do four different timers. NFL timer doing it. I mean, it's have the combine guys do it. NFL Might have been guys. a lot of work for, for NFL Brown. guys. I'm just saying, it's just when you do four different places. I mean, Grant, you and I could go out and do this, and I could turn in like a oh, 434. <laughs> You're like, no way, man. You cheated. Well, that's what my timer said, dude. Yeah, even if you're off for a little bit, it's still 4 4, you know? Hey. I'm just saying 4 2 2. We'll see it if you can do it. What what Tyreek so thinks you, about so that? What think Tyreek thinks about that? I think the numbers are not always on the up and up here. Because if he always wanted to be considered the fastest, he had to beat Tyreek Hill. Would Tyreek Hill have done better than DK Metcalf in the 100 meters? If he trained for it, yeah. Okay. I totally think he would. I Don't think you? he would too. Just I mean, it's a, different thing than a yeah. it's a different thing than a 40, obviously. Yeah. It's more for, you know, longer striders, the 100. It's a different discipline. But he's more the body type for it than DK was. I can probably never, shave some time just that way. Yeah, I've never seen someone faster than Tyree Kill on a football field. And so, it's like I've like I've gone to cheat. 
when it was in St. Joe, obviously this year was a different deal with COVID. It was at Arrowhead and you couldn't go see it. But I've been to every practice in like five years, at least a portion of it. And and even beyond that, I used to go to River Falls way back in the day too. I mean, even William Jewell when they were there. So I see a lot of Chiefs training camp. One of those dudes actually likes it. But nobody, and I mean nobody, was faster than Tyreek Hill. Like that dude popped the minute I saw him. I was like, so many people out here fast. That dude's on another level. Completely different level. To me, for right now, It'd be the Bashad Breeland show. Because obviously he's got a lot to say on Twitter. Like, can you imagine? And I know CDOT started to get him in here, and hopefully that happens. Yeah, call him up. But the but the Bashad Breeland, I don't know if it'd be a long-term show or whatever, but maybe he, you know, but he, he's been talking a lot on Twitter or whatever. But that, you know, translate that to, to some thoughts on the air. Let's go. But anyway, it'd be one. That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one right now. For just it'd be a kind of a temporary thing, though. Just for a couple of weeks, so you get signed or something. Yeah, it would like Nick Bolton, the new draft pick, would be. He's all business, man. He's not gonna. You can, not a lot of fluff there. Hey, what's your favorite movie, Nick? Not embellishing a lot. I don't watch movies, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love, you know. Or dining with Creed Humphrey, you know. Doing something like that, but regardless. The reason the Chiefs, I mean, they got they got mini camps starting, or OTA starting this week, uh, May twenty fifth through the twenty seventh. They'll do it again June first through third, again June eighth through the eleventh, and then the mandatory mini camp June fifteenth through seventeenth. So really, from now until June seventeenth, I mean, the Chiefs are there like they were there last week. It was a working out type thing, but the mini camps and OTAs in full effect for the Kansas City Chiefs. And then they'll take a little hiatus, and then they'll show up to training camp in July. And then we can go watch them, then we get preseason football, then boom, we're in football season. So to me, you're kind of on the cusp of it, man. I don't think football season ever stopped. Now, obviously, there's no combine, which would have made things different, but all the pro days, the pro days prolonged the season, too, because there'd be Alabama's pro day, then Ohio State's, and it was actually on the same day, and Alabama had a couple of them, but all these schools had their different pro days. And it was fun to watch. But um, here was the latest. I told you there's the latest on Patrick Mahomes. But it's all systems go for him probably this week in minicamp. This is Ian Rappaport. Yeah, it's about three months from that surgery to repair a torn plantar plate that plagued Patrick Mahomes so much in the Super Bowl. Certainly, as you mentioned, looked like a different quarterback running for his life. Obviously, had protection issues, but also had issues just related to the fact that he had very serious surgery after the Super Bowl. And the fact, guys... That, as James Palmer mentioned, uh, he is going to participate in OTAs is a very good sign that his recovery is not just on schedule, but ahead of schedule. Here's what else I'm told. He is essentially full go, Rhett. I mean, he might not do everything, as Palmer said. Could be limited a little bit just because they want to make sure that he doesn't have any issues, doesn't push it, wants to make sure he's great for training camp. But he is basically cleared, which if you're Patrick Mahomes, you're the Chiefs, you're wondering at all how he's going to be as he recovers from surgery. It is basically all the thumbs up for Patrick Mahomes, who, of course, is going to welcome a basically new offensive line that should protect him a lot better this time around. Does that not make you feel good on a Sunday? Does that miss does Ian Rappaport from Friday? Does that not make you feel good? Instead of, well, he's got some lingering things. They're going to take it slow. No, he's ready to roll, baby. He's got the new offensive line. We're excited. I've told you, man, this week, what's the day? 
What's the day, Grant? Twenty. It's the twenty third. All right, good job. Uh, twenty fifth is mini camp. Then we have another one in June. We have two. We have three in June. First through third. We've got another one, eighth to eleventh, and the fifteenth to seventeenth. And Patrick Mahomes is ready to roll. Let's go, man! I'm so excited about the 2021 season. Last year, last year I always felt like I was crossing my fingers because we, we we had a new reality. It was the test. Oh, so and so was a close contact. They they gonna miss? Okay, okay, five days. Is he gonna be able to play the game or what? We don't. Well, I mean, we guess we still have to do it a little bit, but be a lot easier. Lot, it'll make a lot more sense. But I was always nervous. Yeah. What star is going to be out of the game? Let's have a full go. It's like when the Chiefs played the Patriots. They had to play without Cam Newton. Or Mahomes hugged Gilmore and he got COVID. And so, oh, oh, oh. let's wait. But you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like we don't have, we'll still have to worry about it a little bit. I get it. But it's just different. I felt yeah. like last year, I literally felt like, or myself, or the people I was around, like I did the Chiefs post game, so I was always kind of nervous. Like when someone came down with COVID or something, or if I happened to be close, that's why I didn't really see anybody because I didn't want to miss. I didn't want to miss like two weeks of doing post game because I happened to be in the same room with somebody that had it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I was on pins and needles, just waiting for, for something bad time. to happen. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And you don't think there's less chance of stuff like that happening this year? Yeah, we got to yeah. take a timeout, Grant, because we still got to work this in. We got Vern coming at eleven, but. CBS put out their top 10 defenses for next season, and boom, the Chiefs see a couple of these teams. I explain next. Game Sunday. Back to Big Sunday, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. Just telling Grant about all these uh, new things at casinos, man. Spent my morning and afternoon at a casino yesterday. You're going to trick me into going next weekend or no, something. I'm just saying they have a lot of the automated things like craps or roulette where you don't have to sit at a table. Well, you can if you want. You don't have to touch chips all afternoon. Well, but that, I don't care about that. But, but when you play roulette, you got to wait for the dealer to separate. You pay everybody out. And it... I would hate to be a dealer for roulette because there's so many things going on, especially when there's chips just all over the table. But you sit there at the table, you have one wheel that spins, you sit around it and just do everything online. Making things easier, bro. CBS Sports put out their uh, top 10 defenses in the NFL. And I was curious about this because I've been going round and round with CDOT and some other people here talking about teams that, I think we should give a little respect to. And I've had this theory where I think the Colts are better than the Bills. And I'm not a hot take guy. And I don't consider that really a hot take. I know that Josh Allen is better than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz did play well with Frank Reich. No, I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor, third leading rusher in the NFL. I'm looking at that defense. They finished eighth last year in yards, 11th in points. They were a better defense last year than the Bills. I think there'll be a better defense than the Bills this year. Better running game, better offensive line, quarterback, yeah, it goes Buffalo. You might say, well, it comes down to that. Well, they got to worry about their division because the Patriots, Buffalo was lost when Tom Brady was there. 
They lost 32 of 35 to Buffalo. Buffalo got them last year because New England was down. It's not going to be that way this year. I mean, Buffalo is owned by the Patriots. They've got to worry about their own division. So they put they put the Colts at number 10. The Saints, Rams, but here's where the Chiefs play the opponents. Broncos, seventh. Broncos have a good defense, man. They do. I'll give them that. They drafted Patrick Chetan to bring in Fuller and Darby on that defense. Von Miller's coming back. The defense, with that defensive-minded head coach, I don't like them offensively, but they can't play defense. Then they had the Dolphins. Steelers at five. I get that. The Steelers were good defense last year. For the Ravens, this is where the Chiefs come in. Think about the first two weeks. The Browns-Ravens. Ravens at four, which if the Ravens can play good defense this year to go along with an offense that has some targets now at wide receiver, and I'm not talking about Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins just a minor piece to that puzzle in Baltimore. Three was Cleveland. Two was the Bucs. One was the uh, Washington football team. Did you know this about Washington? They finished second last year in yards against, fourth in points. Third in DVOA on defense last year. That, that was good. That was their, that, that's why they made the postseason, that defense. But the Browns were third. And I've been telling people, man, they bring in John Johnson in Troy Hill from the Rams. That's why the Rams slipped to sixth. That is 50% of the best pass defense in the NFL now with the Browns. To add with Clowney's there. Big deal. But still, you got you to account for him. And then, of course, Miles Garrett, the draft Greg Newsom. But offensively, three all-pros on the offensive line. Baker Mayfield does not have to be great. It's got to be a little bit better than good. But you get the best running game in football, unless you want to argue with King Henry, which obviously I'll, I'll give King Henry that, but he can't carry the load. What if, what if he gets hurt? Because they rode him into the ground since he's been there, literally. Like just, it's like he's played Madden, hand off Henry. Hand off. That's all they do. Baltimore can run. We know that. Lamar Jackson, 1,000 yards, the only quarterback to go back-to-back 1,000 back yards. But if they have those receiving weapons, but first two games of the Chiefs, Browns-Ravens. Either one of those I would have taken first to play first or the Bills fifth. They're playing the fifth time this year because give Andy Reid all that time for game one. That's why I wanted to get the Browns out of the way. This is good. Browns opening day. They're 1-1-20 in their last 22 opening day game. I'm good with that. But again, it's this year. Does the rest of that matter? Eh. Say what you want, but Andy Reid's lost once on opening day. He does not lose when he has time. So anyway, saw that. Saw some validation there for some of the defenses that I like this year. Coming up next, we'll switch gears back to Chris Bubich on the mound today for the Kansas City Royals. We'll talk to our insider, Josh Vernier, next. Sunday.